It was a calm October afternoon in North Carolina, the temperature having reached the mid-sixties. It's in this short bracket of time that dog walking becomes a pleasure more than a chore. It won't be like this again till spring. Yet it was in this blissful environment that the peace was jarringly disturbed. A young woman, donning pink hair and a COVID mask, exited her backyard, Pitbull on the end of her leash. The moment the Pitbull pulled, having seen a smaller dog as a prey animal, the leash that anchored it to its walker disconnected. It hadn't been correctly connected. Perhaps the mask had interfered with the woman's clear vision. In the midst of an otherwise perfect day in a calm neighborhood, commotion ensued as the aggressive dog repeatedly tried to land an effective bite on a terrified, squealing terrier, slowed down only by the repeated kicking of a human it never acknowledged. Meanwhile, the mask wearer stood and watched the spectacle as if frozen, unmoved physically and apparently emotionally as well. After multiple dog bites and much screaming, she had to be told what to do with a forceful, grab your dog. Only then did she cease to see the event as a spectator sport. With her hand finally on the aggressive dog's collar, she uttered, it's not technically my dog. Later, an animal control officer would explain that the woman is an agency-hired dog walker, and she has autism. Suddenly, her continued mask-wearing and her act of freezing during the altercation gained important context. Leaving speculations about causation aside, rates of autism have increased dramatically over the past 30 years, many of whom are disabled in ways immediately observable to others. People across the autism spectrum, and especially on the severe end, are becoming casualties of our societal woes. The Gender Development Identity Service at Tavistock, the world's largest pediatric gender clinic, came under fire over allegations that 97.5% of its gender patients had autism. People with autism diagnoses are massively overrepresented internationally among those receiving so-called transgender care. Those working with autistic children have long reported that autistic girls are more likely to be tomboys, and autistic boys are more likely to have feminine traits. Until the new trans hysteria, that wasn't a problem. But now they are being told that if they've ever felt like the other sex, then that's what they are. Further, the social isolation that tends to go with autism is abated by the LGBT community. They are presented with what looks like camaraderie, or even friendship. Of course, it's neither, because the affection is contingent on the child's willingness to deny his nature and mutilate himself. Autistic people crave the structure of groups and authority in a way that can be easily exploited. Their obsessive traits cause a fierce attachment to such things, so that while others can move on to the latest trend, whether that's changing one's profile picture to a flag, or throwing one's support behind the latest villain to lose a skirmish with police, the autistic person is still stuck wearing a mask. Moreover, they wholeheartedly trust the original reason for doing so long after the other adherents have ceased to. With a massively increased population of people with autism, it might seem reasonable to consider the ways that this has affected society and how we have responded to the new reality. Some seek to ignore it, or pretend that it isn't so. Whoever decided that the aforementioned person with severe autism could walk dangerous dogs did just that, 
he pretended to be oblivious to what should have been obvious. It's politically incorrect to note the truth that this disability presents a vulnerability and a danger, yet somehow it's perfectly acceptable to encourage her to make life-altering decisions about her body. The logic, stated simply, is therefore that we cannot note a person's vulnerabilities, but we can exploit them. This is the evil of modernity. To point to someone's infirmity as a handicap is not immoral if it's the truth. Acknowledging such truths is necessary, that they receive the help that is appropriate and just. Denying the truths while placing the person in unnecessary danger is not an act of piety. Rather, it's reprehensible. Tragically, it's now normative, and those who are unable to discern truths for themselves, and who thus rely on society most, suffer maximally from its brokenness and indifference.